Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. And I just wanted to do a little forewarning. I have absolutely no idea what I'm going to be saying today. <laughs> I have had like so many weird things going on over the last couple days. And one of them is that I had uploaded a YouTube a couple of days ago, or maybe it was yesterday. I'm, I don't remember when, it doesn't matter. But I uploaded a YouTube about the this COVID-19, and I actually had that in the title. And I couldn't figure out what was going on with it because it was, it was not like staying. It was kind of coming and going, and it wasn't fully staying. And so I knew there was something kind of, kind of like not right with it. And so I checked the next morning, like really early in the morning, and it had been locked. My, my YouTube had been locked. And it wasn't locked by me. So what I ended up doing was I ended up putting it under a different name. And as of yet, I think that that one has not been locked. I, I have been talking quite a bit about these interviews between um, Brian Rose and all kinds of his guests. I, I really like the content on London Real. He, he really is one of my favorite uh, YouTubers to, I don't know if he would consider himself a YouTuber. <laughs> Incidentally, I've been listening to Gary V, Gary Vanderchuk. I absolutely love this guy. He's um he's a business guy and he gives out a lot of information. He's been doing this Gary um uh, tea with Gary V. And I think it's just a wonderful opportunity for all of us to be able to listen to his content and get questions answered that we otherwise would not have the opportunity to get that content. Um, we wouldn't have access to that content, I'm just saying. And so that part has been just so cool to be able to listen to his, his content and get questions answered. And one of them was, um, it was somebody who was kind of like, you know, well, I don't want to be considered a YouTuber. <laughs> It was her like comment with I I don't want to be considered a YouTuber and I'm laughing because I'm like I do want to be considered a YouTuber I'm like totally proud to be like if somebody were to say oh yeah she's a YouTuber I would just be thrilled because that is exactly what I am among other things um, I put out I've been putting out YouTubes for the last two years my my two year anniversary is coming up on the 30th of May from when I started doing actual YouTubes. Uh, I knew that I was having a, a significant experience and so I decided to chronicle it on a YouTube station. And, um, and it really hasn't grown that much. And like today I had, somebody had requested that I follow his station and I went and he actually has more, more um, subscribers than I do. And, I was trying to figure out like 
because I haven't promoted. I mean, I just admittedly, I have not promoted. I mean, I have sometimes um, said something on my Instagram or, but it, that has not grown my audience one, one iota. I don't think, I don't think I've, I, I haven't sold one book from all the promotion that I've done um, about my book on, on either YouTube or Instagram. My sales have not gone up. And then I did a TikTok. I started a TikTok. But I also realized that you have to stay with it for an extended period of time. You have to stay with anything for an extended period of time. Um, in order for it to actually start having lasting changes in your life. It, nothing is like this instantaneous, you know, all of a sudden life is just different generally. <laughs> I mean, every once in a while you will, but it just takes a lot of ten tenacity. You just have to keep with whatever it is. And sometimes it's years. Sometimes you're you're doing something for years before... And, and, and I've, I've said admittedly, I, I'm not entirely sure what my outcome really is. Like what, what is the point of me doing all of this? Um, it just seems like in having an experience that was just so bizarre that, um, it seems like it was meant to be shared. So whoever's meant to connect with my content will connect with my content. Um, there, I just know that to be true. I, because I have said in, in that we don't live by human laws. We live by God's laws or the laws of creation or the laws of source or the law of attraction. The, it's, sort of, it's scientific, but it's also based on a bit of faith because we, we, in order for our desires to be met, we have to believe they're already met before they're met. And so we live into our dreams. Um, and it's a process of dreaming and action. You know, and sometimes I'm in the, you know, what am I supposed to do phase? Because whatever it is that I'm trying to attract is, is not yet manifest in my life. And, you know, I get discouraged about that sometimes because I'm, I'm like... I keep talking about this, and then when it doesn't happen in my life, it, it really does look like it's just a flop. It's like she believes in magic, but she can't perform magic. You know, it's like, what good am I if I cannot implement this in my life? But my life, actually, who I am and what I do and everything is moving in the direction that I would like it to. It is definitely moving in, in the direction that I would like it to move in. So, but getting back to my YouTube got um, taken off of, of YouTube. They, well, it didn't get taken off, it just got locked. And then I changed the name and, and they, so far, they, it seems like they haven't taken it off. Exactly, exact same, same, video and so this idea of censorship but here's another thing that I really really want to talk about um ever since I had this this change 
there there's been this this like I and I haven't really known exactly what to do about it because I know I know on a theoretical level that we ask and it is given every single time. So we ask and it is given and then it is received. And so we we learn how to be in the receptive mode. And then sometimes it's this weird thing happens where it seems like a really, really great job, like job, person, um, opportunity. It seemed like it, it was a manifestation of what I am going to speak only for myself, what I was looking for. And then it, it turns out to not be. And this has happened like not only in my professional life, it's happened in my professional life and it has happened in my personal like life. And the other thing is that I started to notice is that truth kind of changes. So what, so what is desirable at the moment may not be desirable in six months. Six months, like factors are changing. Nothing stays the same. Change is just change, change, change. It's always in movement. Everything is in movement. And so I had talked in, I've talked about this, this phenomena that I've had in my life of being seemingly scammed, seemingly scammed. And so I think it was last, last week I got, I got contacted by somebody that I absolutely would have the expectation that this person would indeed contact me. So I get a, I get a message from him and I am like asking to direct message me and, and, and I have been scammed multiple times in this venue. So I've gotten pretty, pretty careful with it, but I figure one of these times it might actually be the person. Um, because I'm going to talk also after, after I tell you about this, I'm going to tell you about like, I've had a number of things happen actually in, in my actual physicality, what you would call the reality. I've had this happen to me in those circumstances as well. So this is just so bizarre. So this person contacts me who is, you know, if I were to say who he was, you would laugh and say he would never contact you. But I actually, I actually believe that he would contact me um, because of the work that I do um, and the headspace that I live in is, is, is a, it's sort of like this, this, this like endless possibilities and, and also positioning myself in a way to be, you know, some kind of vibrational match to, to what it is that I'm desiring. I mean, I've, I've put in a lot of effort to, to, and I, and I don't profess to be like the greatest version of myself. I believe I will continue to be better and better and better and better. I don't think there's any end to this, to the growth and the quote unquote expansion that we can become. 
in, in our reliance on source, in our getting our satellite dish in alignment with that which created worlds, the source of everything, which I believe to be synonymous with love. And so when we get our, our, our satellite dish aligned with that which created everything, anything is possible. Anything is possible. But we also have our propensities and our preferences. And so I guess this person would theoretically be somebody that I might prefer. So this, 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 you know, so I agree to I am. And then I'm also, you know, on the back of my mind, this may be another scam. And then we had some back and forth. And, <laughs> and then he did this thing that is, that is actually notorious for scammers. They ask you to move to, um, it's a different app and I can't remember the name of it right now. It's not, I think this guy may have asked me to move to WhatsApp, but they ask you to move to a different app and they say that it's because it's more secure. And I had been scammed by several, several people on this other app. And what happens in this other app is whatever you type in never goes away. It never goes away. At least on Instagram, Instagram, to my knowledge, you can disappear a picture or you can disappear a text. But when you put something into some of these apps, you cannot erase it. And so I had let this person know, you know, well, if if we go over here, it can't be. A, and, and then his reply was something like, well, what does that matter? And I'm like, it's going to matter <laughs> and later. Um, but anyway, so he, he did this thing that was like the absolute, um, another absolute be all. And they say these, the funniest things like, um, well, because I know you're different. You know, they like try to set you up for this specialness. Like I don't normally do this, but here's a photo of my, of my passport as proof that the person that you're talking to is indeed me. And... <laughs> This was like the last draw for me and I just sort of started laughing and kind of getting silly and um, and then he disappeared and actually erased the conversation, which, <laughs> which kind of makes me laugh. But um, so I'm getting wiser to this. But here's the other thing. This has happened to me in real life, like where I've had these weird, like I've met someone organically and and it has gone in a really weird direction really quickly and um i i i'm not entirely sure like i i think i'm going to share this story only because i think that it's really interesting so there was this guy that i had met in town and i had known him for months in town in a certain venue. And so after like months, somehow we start, and then we like also started Instagramming a little, and then, you know, we started hanging out. So we went out a couple times and, and then he had sent me this, this text. I guess we had gone to texting instead of um, Instagramming. And he invited me to go stargazing. He also asked me what I thought of bonfires, you know, and 
I guess I would say generally I really like stargazing and bonfires are like cool, you know, so I'm like, yeah, okay. So he asked me to meet him. He asked me to meet him in a certain place, like not, not, it's like a neutral place and, and to park my car. And so it wasn't like at his place. It wasn't at a public place. It was in a, in a, in a neutral place. And the irony of all of this is I said to my son, I said, son, I'm doing something that I would not recommend that your sister do. So do you have me on sharing? I'm on location sharing on our phones. And he said, yes. So I had a weird feeling about it. I had a weird premonition about this situation. And so I end up hopping into this guy's car and he hands me this thing that I didn't know what it was. I thought, I thought it was candy. I really thought it was candy. And then I just like gobble this thing down. I'm like, okay. And then he says, oh, by the way, that was weed. And 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 so I, I'm kind of thinking in my mind, I'm thinking even at this point, I'm thinking I really wish you would have told me that what it was. And I'm thinking also I have to be really careful with weed in particular. Um, and so anyway, we end up at, at a at a bar. Actually, we go into this bar and no one is is hardly anyone is there and and we end up having, I end up having a couple of whiskey and like say soda water, whiskey and soda water. I don't know exactly what it was, but I know it had whiskey in it. And the bar owner, nobody else was in here except for the bar owner and then these waitresses or these bartenders. And the bar owner says to me, are you one of the girls that he brings out here? And it was at that point that I, that I, I firstly, I really wasn't entirely sure. I was feeling really uncomfortable with where I was at, um, who I was with. I didn't know what this was about. Um, I knew that this was on some level his mo mode of operation, and that was totally fine. But it really wasn't copacetic with me, because this isn't how I operate. And so I, but I, there was not much I could do at this point because I, the effects of the, the weed and the, and the um, whiskey were really trying to, starting to affect me. And so he takes me into this, like, it's, it was like this combination of desert and forest. I mean, it wasn't really, there weren't any pine trees. It was more like, juniper I guess and he takes me into this field and then he he I think I had even more alcohol at this point um and he starts this bonfire and he blows up an air mattress in the back of his truck and at this point I am completely out of any like I am completely incoherent. I don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm, and, and I'm, and I'm worried. I'm starting to worry about my safety. 
And I knew on some level that it could be just the effects of the weed, but I, I'm like, I'm in a compromise. I'm in the middle of nowhere with a guy that I, that I really don't know. And this situation is really going south for me. And I'm not sure what I said, but I spooked the guy. And this was another really weird thing that went down was he like got the bonfire. He put the bonfire out. He rolled up the air mattress. And the next thing you know, it was like this reverse. He like rolled it out like he had done it a thousand times. And then he rolled it back like he had done it a thousand times. And then the next thing you know, he's taking me to my car. And I said, you know, where are we going? And he said, I'm taking you to your car. You said that you're you're feeling very paranoid and basically he could not get rid of me fast enough. And as we're driving in the middle of like the desert, it's it's like, I don't know how to describe it except like it was sort of like this journey through hell. I, I don't know how... Um, the way that my brain was processing where we were going. And I'm like, well, you know, I could die right now, but it'll be okay. <laughs> but I don't really want to die. Um, but anyway, so I end up, he ends up dropping me off. I don't even remember much about the drop off, but I get in my car and I had thought about actually like just sitting in my car until I was better. But I didn't know about my safety. Like, I was really at this point quite afraid of him. And and on top of it all, him leaving me at my car in this, in this like, disposition completely, like, there's no way I should have been driving. So I end up driving a tiny, tiny bit. I'm completely disoriented because I wanted to basically get away from him. And then I, I pull over to the side of the road and I call, I actually call my son and I said, I don't know what's happening. I, I don't know, I, I'm just, I can't drive. I'm not really sure what to do. And my son is sort of like, well, just stay put mom. I ended up calling 911 and, and, if I had it all to do over again, but I've never been in this situation before, so I really didn't know what I was doing. But I also didn't know if I had been assaulted. I didn't know if he had given me a date rape drug. I mean, I didn't know what I was just, it was, it was really bad. And um, so the next thing I know, the, the, an ambulance comes. And if I ever had this to do over again, I would not do it this way. But they asked me if I wanted to go to the hospital because I didn't know what had happened. I really didn't know what was in my system. I had never been this disoriented in my life. And I ended up, um, they ended up taking me to the hospital, but I wish that I would have just said, just take me home. I wish I would have, because the sheriff was there. And I really wish that the sheriff, I would have just had the sheriff just take me home because that's all I really needed was to go home. But it, it was a really, really horrible, horrible like situation. <laughs> and this was like 
somebody that I met organically. And so, so like this idea of truth is really, really, really strange because it sort of seems like what is true, like for, for like one minute is not necessarily true in 10 minutes. Like, you know, I've, I've been really candid about the fact that I've studied the works of David Hawkins. I studied the works of David Hawkins and he absolutely loved Walmart. He loved that store and he talked incessantly in his books about it. Well, not incessantly. I use these words and they're so... Anyway, he just talked about Walmart and the level of consciousness in Walmart. Well, what ended up happening was the original owner of the store passed away and then he left it to his children and Walmart is not the same as it was. So the level of consciousness has really changed. Like they don't treat their 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 employees very well anymore. And they don't get insurance. They make sure that they get cut off so that they don't get insurance. And I mean, it's, it's so, and I couldn't figure this out. Like for years, I could not figure out why he liked Walmart so much. But then I had realized that the factors had changed. And so somebody or some situation may be vibrating at a certain level of consciousness or certain degree of consciousness at one point and change degrees. And, um, and so this idea of truth is just really, really odd. And so, and so I'm, I'm trying, well, and here's another aspect of this is that I, it's really challenging for me personally because I have so many synchronicities happen. I have synchronicities happen every day, some days more than others, and some days the synchronicities are more profound. Like, for example, the other day, yes, I do live in a small town <laughs> because I was walking with my friend when this happened and then the words out of her mouth were, this is a small town. Yes, it is a small town, but let me tell you what happened. So last weekend, my son had gone to play soccer and his friend, his, his soccer mate had picked him up to go play soccer. And he had, he had, um, had his car was parked like in our community. On, on, on a curb in our community. Well, all of a sudden, well, I just happened to be listening to, to the rate, I've been watching The Matrix for probably the 60th time. <laughs> Anyways, I'm in my, I'm watching The Matrix and I hear this like horrific sound. Like it just sounded terrible outside. I'm like, oh my God, I hope no one died, you know? But I don't hear any sirens, so I'm like, okay, well, I guess no one died. <laughs> It's really none of my business, right? I don't, whatever. Um, but then I hear people kind of scurrying and talking. And, and so I look out and they're all, all these people are standing around my son's car. So I'm like, oh no. And so I yell out my window. I'm like, did something happen to that car? And they're like, yeah. So I come walking down. I'm like, crap. Um, so what had happened was a man had bought a RV, but not just the trailer part. 
so just like a trailer RV to like put on his truck. Okay, and he had accidentally with the steps, the steps had not, were not totally in, it was kind of an older RV and the steps were not totally um, in. And so he took, he took uh, paint off the side of my son's car and then pulled his front bumper like nearly off. It was just hanging there. And so anyway, we had to exchange information, yada, yada, yada. And so I, I've been walking with my friend nearly every day and I'm walking with her. I said, oh, I, I was going to tell you that, you know, this is what happened to, you know, my son's car. And then within two minutes, the, that RV drove by us of me talking about it, <laughs> telling her this story. I'm like, oh, there's the RV that munched my, my son's car. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, the chance of that happening is pretty minimal to be on that corner at that time. Because we could have easily been somewhere else on the square and not have seen him. So this kind of stuff happens to me all the time. And so it's very, very confusing to know, you know, like what, what, um, what road to take because I have so much of this that, and I don't know, one of these times, you know, I kind of make the joke about I'm going to hit, I'm going to score, I'm going to kick the ball in the net. And, and this is going to be the one time, you know, that... There is the job, there is the book deal, there is the man, there is, you know, one, it's, it's coming and I know it's coming. And so it gets confusing to me personally, living in this space and not, not really knowing. Um, but with regard to this virus, this virus is a really, really weird thing. And, and it has been challenging to know what is actually the truth in all of this. Because it seems like there's just, there's all these spinning wheels and there's all these pieces and they all seem to have some truth to them. And, and it's just a really, really weird time. Because there does seem to be something going on but it doesn't seem like it's actually a virus. It seems like it is, so, like, like my friend has suggested a bioweapon. It seems, it seems like there is something really weird going on and there's like this bioweapon and, but I can't figure out if it's a bioweapon, how did they choose who was going to be affected by it? Because here's the thing, what happens when you know, somebody that is close to them passes of this. You know, whoever may have unleashed this this weapon, um, and maybe they don't care. But like, how do they contain it? How do they, how do they pick who who stays and who doesn't? Um, I mean, if it's just out of control. I mean, I just it's just the weirdest thing. I mean, honestly, and then seeing people walking around with masks on and 
being sequestered into their houses and then them telling us to do this. And then you've got these people who are protesting it. And and then you have this news, you know, that, oh, after they had this protest, all these all these cases of the the virus came to light, you know, and I'm sitting here going, I don't know that I believe anything coming out anymore, like as truth. Like, I just don't even know what to believe. And so, and so I'm, I just sort of go about my life. I'm, but I will tell you that I, I have not been excited about the prospect of our lives going back to normal. And it's, and, and I mean, and the biggest thing that has really, like in my mind, I had suggested in previous that I had heard like from David Icke. So David Icke had said in an interview that this really was to destroy small to medium business. And that is what I've seen. And the small to medium business owners really support communities, especially a community like mine, what I live in. And so, and so I'm sitting here and I'm like, I, what I, what is going through my mind kind of is us somehow being able to, to, be sort of more in self-business, like self-employed, like being able to share our gifts directly with our customer somehow, instead of having to filter through somebody for our money. And I think there will always be a number of people who are totally okay with that. They don't really want the responsibility of of having to connect with a customer, which I think is totally fine. It's whatever somebody's joy is. Like I really enjoy, I've been doing a second job recently where I've been going and cleaning candles and I absolutely love this job. I've been doing it for nearly a year, like well off and on. I had left for a few months, but then when this virus, um, we've been in quarantine, I've been teaching from home and so I've had the mornings to go and clean candles and make some extra money. And, and so there's always going to be a number of us who like enjoy that, but, but people being able to, to like sell their goods, you know, like, like, um, through the internet. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I just, there have been so many aspects about this that I have really enjoyed just like the pace, just of being slower and not being in so much of a hurry, being able to be more mindful, to be able to be more deliberate in what I'm doing. I've been spending more time with my children and my dog and my friends, it turns out. Like we meet up and we and we walk together and and it has been so it has been a really, really great thing. And so I'm not in this like big hurry for, for things to go back as they were. And, and also like the traffic. I've been, I've been like, I, I'm just, I really enjoyed the slower pace of the traffic. And I'm just um, not really that excited to have to, to, um, 
to fight traffic to go or be anywhere. <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted to share some of these ideas. Um, you know, I, I think that the greater idea is for us to not take this vaccine. I, you know, I had talked to somebody yesterday. It was very, very like, I don't think he has any idea what is being said about this vaccine. But he was talking about, well, things will get back to normal when the vaccine comes out. And I'm sitting there going, you can't take that vaccine. Of course, I didn't say that out loud, but um, I'm somebody who has had suspicion about vaccines for a very long time. Um, for about 20 years now, I have been... I, and I'm not an anti-vaxxer, a hardline anti-vaxxer. However, I also, I'm very suspicious. I'm going to tell you what brings up suspicion for me. What brings up suspicion for me is the massive resistance to any idea. So it brings up a lot of suspicion for me that YouTube would take off even this one, like would lock even this one of my YouTubes. And then like, what has happened to London Real? What has happened to David Icke? Where they, they have banned David Icke from multiple platforms. And they've, and they've, they've taken down a number of, of, um, of, and blocked um, London Real for having the interviews. And then I had heard that they had um, taken off the London Real David Icke um, interview off of Spotify, which really bothered me because Spotify is like my go-to. I'm on Spotify every day. And when I found out that they actually banned it from Spotify, I was pretty upset. And so this censorship is just, it makes me suspicious. Why would they do that? Because here's the other thing. Here is the other thing that has happened from this is that because they have shown such a spotlight in, in trying to block this content, they have put a spotlight on it and they've made it so much bigger and like, like, Everybody sort of wants to know what this is about. What is this thing about that they do not want us to know? And I'm not entirely sure what it is, but I don't spend a whole lot of my time thinking about it. What I spend time in my life is learning how to be joyful. Just learning joy, learning joy and building an amazing life for myself and my children and my community and my students and and doing my best at every occupation that I have. And so that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> but I'm going to end this. I, I really appreciate you listening. And I will be back with other topics. And that's a wrap.